you are listening to Wolfnet Radio. We have great interviews with great authors. Tonight, I'll be your host this evening, Matthew Bloodath Barons. Joining us, as always, Andrew the Minnow Crawl. Welcome to the show again. Good evening, guys. And cousin to him extraordinaire, Aaron the Coach Crawl. Welcome Good evening. Lore master for us and everybody else that loves the clans. Luke, Charles, <laughs> and Dirks. Ooh, yeah, those the, loving loving the clans. That's that's me. And favorite night gyre pilot himself, Tommy Silent C. Raven Kruger. Hey guys, how's it going? Now that we've got the uh, lesser out of the way, we can get to the main event. The one, the only, Blaine Lee Pardo, author of new released hour of the wolf welcome back to the show sir thank you i am the destroyer of worlds <laughs> <laughs> yeah you are <laughs> really with the red october already <laughs> <laughs> Two. red october Two. that's um that's um sean connery no that's um oppenheimer yep oppenheimer, oppenheimer. <laughs> or maybe, but, uh, maybe sean connery says that too so <laughs> we'll start off with if you have not read I'm Hour of the Wolf, stop. Stop right now. Yeah. Stop if you haven't read Hour of the Wolf. Am, am I supposed I, to get off this podcast then? You aren't going to read it anyway. Uh, so He's reading it. it. I'm reading let's, it. Let's start off with I've only read just over 50%. How much How much of Aaron? You, you've finished it? I'm 100. I'm 100%. Andrew, Andrew you're 100? I'm 100. Gideon, um, how far have you gotten? I, I finished it. And Tommy? Page 26. Page nice! <laughs> that's a new personal best record for you. That, that's better than page 25, <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> Still waiting for the audio book. <laughs> Jesus. Thanks, Bob. It, yeah. It'll wow. be out by the time you finish right reading it. Bed, huh? that, that, that's Thanks, what's going to happen. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, Bob. Bob. I really appreciate it. <laughs> so, two whole books worth. I mean, this is this is a tremendous uh, piece of literature. How how do you feel, Blaine? This has been compared to other novels you have written. Just in an overview, for I'm exhausted. <laughs> I was literally doing some edits Christmas night. Some last minute stuff that we were tweaking. Um, yeah, this has been going on. This started in Gen Con 2017 at a meeting to start kicking off what we were going to do at that point. And it's just been a long journey to get to this point. I'm happy we're there. Uh, I've been enjoying a lot of the fan reaction, some of the fan reaction less. Uh, but, you know, that's part of the fun is you get to watch people. I think people, it, it's great to see people who are so vested in their various factions that, you know, they're, they're passionate about it. Um, you know, and, and it's, this is a, this is a tough book because it does change the Battletech universe. We really set the stage stuff that's going to be kind of coming forward in terms of the next three years worth of fiction. So it's, it's a great relief for me to have it over with. God, I have a lot of blood on my hands though. <laughs> <laughs> Gallons. Well, 
w one thing I wanted to sneak in quick is maybe go around the the e table here and have everybody maybe like list their favorite character. No picking yourself. <laughs> <laughs> what if I don't even like myself? <laughs> Self-loathing. That's that's hardcore. <laughs> wow. So There's some issues I, there. I'll go first. I I liked uh, the war bear. Man, I'm like, and and that's gonna be it. Proper tense. <laughs> they, they just say ouch. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He'll, yeah. he'll be remembered. I mean, as as long as Alaric's around, he'll be remembered somewhere. <laughs> back in his tense. Uh, for for me, it was a toss up between. Um, um, Marvin Roshak and uh, Kaladesa Kerensky. Um, I thought every single time those two were on the page, they killed their scenes. Um, those would be those are the toss ups for me in the book. <clears throat> I would have to go with flushed out carrot like the way you wrote him, Devlin Stone. Okay. Yeah. Just because, I mean, we finally got to see Devlin Stone and, and how fake but not fake of a person he was. Like, it, I'm, I'm yeah, glad like, we got to find out who Devlin Stone was. You know, quote unquote. Freeze, he kind of freeze-dried aged before us. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I like... I like characters that have major flaws, and this guy had. Like I, I, I will. I'll get into this after everyone makes. But Devil and Stone would be mine in the book. Um, mine was Cornfeld, uh, the lament pilot from Geneva in Ohio and throughout. <laughs> I, I just, I just really, I, I really dug his arc where where he started off as you know this. Uh, you know, Republic banner twinkling in his eye, all the and he comes full circle and go, kind of goes, "This is uh, this is what my leadership has done to me and everyone I care about." Screw those guys. <laughs> it's so thing, it's a good thing I couldn't remember his name because I was gonna say him as well. <laughs> Steal your thunder. See now, mine is easier because my two favorite characters are Do Jordan and Hawkins, the tankers. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm gonna second that notion. They, yes, they're they awesome. Those guys, every time they're on this, every time I come across their chapters, it's like I start chuckling to myself. The banter in a in a crew compartment is so realistic with that. Yes, you're like, what the hell's the gas? Thank can? you. Oh, you screwed it up before. Like, go get it. No, fuck you. Like, okay. <laughs> so that was very fitting. That that happens every they were... day, every mission, almost every hour, unless you're both pissed. If you're both quiet, then you know something's definitely wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I just uh... love it when we were driving around, and he's like, you missed the building over there. Do you want to loop around the yeah, block and try to hit it too? again? <laughs> you want to hit that one, too? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's I, like, uh... stop telling me how to drive. Well, stop they telling me how to shoot. Yeah. They were definitely the comic relief of the book, which was Which was perfect. needed. It was absolutely. Um, oh yeah, I got a very R two D two C three PO vibe from them. Like if if you could understand what R two D two was saying, which I believe is always just ragging on C three PO all the time. 
Um, yeah, in, uh, in a very serious book, those guys were such a nice breath of fresh air. It was awesome. And to be tanker pilots, I mean, come on, that's that's awesome. <laughs> especially well, we got they, to see aerospace. When they see uh, the con noticing him on top of, hey, tighten up a little bit. He's, he's, he's watching. He's, he's watching. <laughs> <Witness me. laughs> no, don't act natural. Act natural. Act natural. He's going to kill us. <laughs> well, the problem with the clans is they, if you take away see? who the characters are in every book, they all sound the same. Every clan character speaks exactly the same. And- they, they all have that rah-rah kind of thing going, and they have two tankers that are just like... They're, they're kind of like Horse. The character Horse was very snarky. But Horse always bounced off against Trueborns. These guys weren't going to play that. They bounced off each other. Yeah. And that made it an interesting chemistry. And it makes them fun characters, and I can't wait to see where we go with them. <laughs> they were great. Going forward. Well, uh, that that whole unit was fun. I mean, the fact that they were able to bring in, um, you know, that the Aries, the Aries team, and accept oh, yeah. them and use them, um, and the fact that you know I mean, their transition, which was very very quick for being an inner sphere um, mentality, to go from, you know, Republic of the Sphere and fighting against the Falcons within months weeks, um, that showed very interesting and i and i think it had a lot to do with with the the unit that they were attached to um that was a a howling furies uh fourth wolf guard if i'm not mistaken correct second wolf (laughs) cluster uh, assault cluster i think second wolf cluster or something like that or 72nd oh i I have to look okay Second Wolf Assault Cluster. Well, I got notes. I got notes. Second Wolf Assault Cluster. Tommy, did you have a favorite character or two well, in the first chapter? So so far, I haven't seen uh, Jade Falcon, so all I could do is go after uh, Clan Wolf. So Star Commander Manning is the guy I got uh, liking so far. The Jagatai pilot? He was awesome. He was pretty cool. Yeah. Tally-ho! <laughs> oh, man! Well, that, you know, that's... We had a big discussion about Tally Ho, too. So, that, you know, there was a whole, well, you got, we wanted to capture fighter pilots having a little bit of different dialogue and stuff. And, we were, and, and I was arguing Tally Ho has been around since World War One, and pilots use it now. And, you know, it, it totally fits within character. And I actually found a reference where Stackpole used it once. And I was like, bingo, that's my, my anchor point. I can, I can do that. And we wanted to really show. You have Parak Shah, so you have the elemental side of this. You have Manning piloting. You have Kaladesa Kerensky, who's just you know a, a wild mech pilot. You got you know her you know her brought in um, you know <laughs> bondsmen who, who are piloting an Ares in this and. You know, you got the tankers in there, and it's all one unit. And that was John, John Helfer. So, uh, originally, we had this from a lot of different characters' perspectives. One of the rewrites was, can you bring it all into one unit? So I kind of said, well, if it's going to be a unit, it's going to be Galadessa Kerensky's unit. And so it, it just made sense to bring them in. You kind of follow these guys all the way through, and some of them don't make it. You know, it's just... <laughs> 
that's the brutality of it. You know, when you have Shaw getting stepped on by a battle mech, I mean, yeah. that was brutal. brutal. <laughs> you know, it's like, Very I, brutal. I don't yeah. think, I don't think your, your drug and sealant systems are going to fix that one. No, nope. That's, that ain't going to buff out. You're all. not coming back from that one. Um, and I like the, I like so, the, especially with the Howling Furies. I remember in the past, especially with like Divided We Fall and stuff like that, you talked about wanting to get back to uh, writing small units that people could put together and, and oh, yeah. connect with, uh, like the Black Wolves, Howling Furies, um, stuff like that. So I, I really enjoyed that part of it. Like if you're going to put together a unit from Hour of the Wolf, uh, the, the Howling Furies is, uh, is definitely one that you <laughs> I, I like the well, 7th Commando. I, I got to get one of those patches. Yeah, well, there's it's, one on your way. It's, Blaine, it's in the fucking package. I'm waiting to get delivered to you. So oh, we, there you we, go. We, have, we have a lot of things that are in the works right now that people aren't seeing. Yeah, Stuff's on the way. We're just it's stockpiling a new, it's a new year. Right now. It's a new year. <laughs> it's a new year. And we've invested a lot, so we're... We're taking care of our fans when the time comes. We're going to be uh, able to hopefully have ourselves. Talk... Go ahead. We're going to talk about characters, too. I had a ton of fun doing the dialogue for Just a blast. Because I, I literally, for Aaron's character, oh. your character. Because <laughs> uh-huh. I was like, okay, he's going to be more quippy than, than his brother, you know? <laughs> I am in real life. I love it when he's like, I want you to go over there and make those guys on a lot. On a lot. You know, make them on a lot. Does Aaron's character die? Nope. Well, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> not not don't on know. screen, anyway. All, all I, uh, not on screen. <laughs> on screen. We, we leave some things deliberately open. My second favorite was Double Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Finish, well, finish, just, the, finish my mission. All of a sudden, some some Jade Falcon aerospace are coming in. I'm like, double damn, son of a bitch. <laughs> well, I had at one point you using the F word, and it, it, we had to have a fuck meeting. And the editor's <laughs> like, get a fuck meeting. Fuck me. You used it. You used it and divided. We fall. And I said, I'm using it one time. This would be the character that gets to drop the F bomb, and it's totally appropriate where it is. And the, John was like, well, my concern is this book's going to get a lot more attention than normal books. And, you know, we're, we're going to, we're going to, we need to pull the F word. And I'm like, ah, oh, son of a, Give you know, and I, we're just going rating. Come on. I know. Well, how could you with all the stuff we have going? I'm yeah, like, but seriously. Oh, yeah. right. But you get a use so fuck you, once. <laughs> you, 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 yeah. I mean, what was it? What was the movie? Pull the what curse was the movie? Word, Get... But all the all the blood and all the gore, but you're gonna pull the curse word. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're thinking get shorty. That's that's yes. You could you can use the f word one time in a movie. You know what I say? Fuck that. And that's the last time he says it through the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> but they got it in that one time. <laughs> it just cracked me up. And, um, you know, and it's funny to tell people. Like, it's gonna, like we gonna... have a meeting where we're the topic is the f word you know and it's like we all been to fuck me this was literally a fuck me i, I have so john, title, john I have was the title like, for the uh episode we're gonna put out <laughs> <laughs> so 
it was hilarious and it was fun and i enjoyed andrew's character because from day one a plan with the dragoons and i and it was so funny because when we talked about divide we fall Andrew was going, I'm not 100% comfortable with them folding into Clan Wolf. I'm not sure how I'm going to feel about that. And I'm just sitting here biting my tongue because I'm like, A1, we knew Alaric was going to bone them. And it was a question of how bad did he bone them? <laughs> boned and, them hard. 30 pieces of silver <laughs> boned hard. That 30, was... 30 Dude, pieces that of silver. Was, that was by far one of the top moments of the of the of the book was reaching in the drawer and throwing out the, the velvet bag of 30 pieces <laughs> of minute, silver. The that was read, the minute I read oh. velvet bag. I'm like, that son of a bitch has got 30 pieces of silver in there. And then I kept reading. I'm like, son of a bitch. That's amazing. <laughs> but God, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, it was, that was fantastic. It was, a, I mean, then there was, there was turns that you, that you put in and, and we talked back and forth on Saturday. And when I got finished, you know, you had said, you know, there were breadcrumbs all the way back to divided. We fall. And once everything got there and it landed, you're like, oh, shit, you're right. <laughs> then all of the breadcrumbs finally, you know, really stood out with a neon light on them. Um, it was, I thought it was, I thought it was a great scene. Not good it's for a us. Great scene. But and it- a good scene. <laughs> Actually, I think it's really good for the dragoons. Dragoons are best when you've knocked them down and they have to build back up. It, you know, that comeback out of misery and stuff. It, this is where they're going to come back. And, and it's going to make for some great stories for the Because you've got a mutiny, a cover-up of a mutiny, now a, a total debacle on Terra where you know, you got to go back and explain why you lost 80% of your troops fighting for Clan Wolf to defeat the Jade Falcons, and you got nothing to show for it. And no pay. Um, uh, I think, well, I think we got some, I think they were working on salvage. I think there was one, one, yeah. one or two sentences where they were on the field getting salvage, but um, yeah, it's, <laughs> we're not leaving with a lot. Yeah. God, and, I, and, I really want to, you know, when you come die. back, that would have made it. Yeah, but see, that, that makes it. Convenient. It makes it too easy. It makes it's it too, too easy. convenient. I get it. I mean, what I want and what we need is two different things. But the whole purpose of this book, and I think a lot of people miss it, it's not just to close out the dark ages. It's to set the foundation for some awesome pieces of fiction that are coming. And, and if you go through Divide We Fall, you're going to see the seeds. Of a ton of books that are going to be coming to deal with some of these, the long-term implications of this stuff. Like what? What's coming? <laughs> well, you got the compellent sitting outside the, uh, outside the wall with an army ready to invade Terra. I mean, it's no secret. I'm not, I'm not throwing mm-hmm. out anything. And I, yep. and I know for a fact that book is written or it's supposed to have been done last month. I don't know if it's been turned in. That's or the not. second who's, half. Who's the half author of? Uh, um, oh, that's not. That's the Northwood yeah, North North Protocol. No. Oh, Northwood oh. Protocol Watch. actually happened. The Gray Watch stuff took place. That's what it is. Gray Watch for all of that. Yeah. Who's yeah. the author? Pay, Mike Caravella. I'm not. I'm not gonna. Um, of the compelling thing, I'm not gonna say. 
not authorized to say, but I will tell you, you guys are know the guy, and you absolutely love his work. Okay. Good. So, <laughs> yeah. It, it, <laughs> Jargon. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I haven't seen the book, but I, I'm guaranteed that it's going to be solid. And I know what happens as a result of that, too. So there's a lot of great stories there. I think when the Dragoons go back, I'm hoping that Jason's the person they tag to. Because I don't know how Brubaker can maintain command. And. <laughs> Yeah. Well, to be to be honest, I'll be I'll be br- I mean to be honest, not brutally, but I mean to be honest, that's that's something Aaron has been coming back to me with on hell, what is it? We've talked through this thing five or six times over the weekend, and that is a thing that he keeps coming back with is is Brutu Baker just is not a dragoon commander. Um showing what he did in Divided We Fall. There was that that one small half chapter, a quarter of a chapter where he went back and asked himself, you know, did he do Cruz wrong? Well, you should have came out and said that you should have, you should have went to Cruz and sorted that out as a Dragoon commander, as the right Dragoon commander, he would have done that. Um, he would not have handled the cover up the way that he did. If he was the Dragoon commander that he was supposed to have been. So it, and I, and I, you know, after Aaron and I have talked about it a number of times, you know, it's you're, yeah, he can't stay in command. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, it, it, it's going to be interesting. And look at, let's talk to the man who led the Dragoons to their largest debacle ever, Andrew Crawl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, for one second, you fucked the whole thing. You up. had one job. You had one job to do, and, and I and did then, it. And, I did exactly what he told me to do. No, no, you you started to, and then Alaric goes, "Oh, hey, do this other thing," and you're like, "Okay, Alaric, whatever you want." Um, whatever you want, boss. That's that's how you guys are gonna play me. Oh, All right. Man. All right. <laughs> You're lucky to wait to read. You're lucky the sevens were running silent. That's all I got to (laughs) say. Nothing comes without a price, you know? That was beautiful. It was painful to read that last chapter when, like, all of a sudden, Brubaker and Cruz and Lyons and Andrew comes in. I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) He's back down to major. Hey, I, I will say this, and and Blaine said this all along. He's like, you can ask for it, but you may not like it. And he gave it, <laughs> giveth, and he taketh away. He didn't lie. But there are, there are cases, <laughs> he didn't lie. There are cases in reality well, where if you do fuck up, you do move up <laughs> just to get you out of that position. Yeah. So there are ways. There are ways. <laughs> Pay the piper. You handled it brilliantly. You handled it brilliantly. If you think about it too, your your name is in this roster of Joshua Wolf, Jamie Wolf, Dave Wolf, 
think uh, no, Elson Novacat, Thomas Brubaker, and then your name with a little star next to <laughs> little asterisk. Oh, I get the asterisk. You get the I asterisk. Get the asterisk. <laughs> All right. It was a command for about two and a half hours. That's the butthole symbol. <laughs> butthole symbol. Speaking of Andrew, Andrew also has <clears throat> the stink star symbol. Andrew also has, I think, up there with the phantom mech pilot ability. He has like the phantom variant mech ability. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I think the, the battle started off. I was in, an, in a Marauder 2C and the in battle finished. And I was, no, 2C. And the battle finished. I was in a Marauder 2C variant. And then you went back to a Marauder 2C. Oh. No, I did yeah, not. You did. I read it again. That. I read it again. You did. Yeah. Okay. Didn't catch that. Because <laughs> a minute oh. you're, one minute right. you're firing three PPCs and then two PPCs and an LB10 and then you're back to three PPCs again. I'm like, oh, I thought you were talking about the this? Phantom. <laughs> this, this, this I'm going to blame the fact that, checkers on that. They should. This goes to that. show that this goes to show that we can be a very good sounding board for a new book. <laughs> Give us a month to fact check it. We'll nah, the it was, it. No, I like. <laughs> I just, I just like. He's, he's like Morgan Kell in Yorinaga. He just, he just somehow <laughs> switches out into another mech. <laughs> it was was a a mis- I, I will pass that one on. We're gonna have to. That. <laughs> and another thing, which I found hilarious, is that he's when he's in the Marauder Two C, the 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 eighty five ton, and he's fighting Chitsu. Like, all he can do, first of all, he whiffs, which was awesome. <laughs> and then all he could do is hit limbs off of her. <laughs> it's an arm gone and then a leg gone. And I'm like, that's the butcher all over again. Isn't that, isn't that your ride? <laughs> it's supposed to be my ride, but I must have let him borrow it or something like that. He got lost in the motor pool and grabbed the wrong one. Oh, it was funny, though. It was, it was a good, that, that both, that whole battle thing was, was awesome. Uh, with Man, I started reading it, and I read Jade Hawk, and I'm, or uh, yeah, Jade Hawk, and I'm like, I'm fighting Chitsu. Don't fucking kill her. <laughs> I didn't want to see her dead. The whole, the whole battle, I was, I was a, waiting for that to happen, and I'm like, please don't kill her because she was for Jade Falcon. She was one of my favorite characters, so I'm, I'm really glad that it turned out the way that it did, and and she ended up in the position that she is so he had the best line during that fight too he's like who the hell am i fighting natasha Kerensky? i like the thought of they might be better than me <laughs> oh, that, that, i like that line i like that line i got a better than pilot pilot's better than me that's not possible <laughs> if she had ammo she probably would have been <laughs> that's the only I, that was my only saving grace is she had no ammo you should be thankful though aaron because if i'd had time you would have been piloting and tightening <laughs> what <laughs> i would have i would have had you pilot a grand tightening <laughs> hey this isn't this yes. isn't a, this isn't about weight anymore again. <laughs> shoot heat. <laughs> shoot heat. <laughs> shoot heat. <laughs> but it says I have all these weapons. <laughs> oh, that would be funny. I uh, also want to make mention that uh, my fellow 7th Commandos, uh, Matthew, the Bloodbath Barons, and Sergeant, oh, sorry, Captain 
uh, Matthew the Bloodbath Barons, and Sergeant Gideon were uh, excellent in blowing up aircraft. <laughs> oh. Yeah, oh, I'm assuming that was me. I'm assuming that that, oh, yeah. that was me. Okay. All right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I hope that's him. <laughs> yeah, well, well, that leads me to my to my follow-up question on that is, did I blow myself up with that shape charge? <laughs> <laughs> no, it Say, specifically says. No, uh, I, I would assume it's commando. You knew better. It did blow okay. up really fast. <laughs> like I, it was, I place it. I hit the detonator. I was like, I'm gonna imagine I dove for cover. I rolled underneath the aerospace fighter. But it is fun to think that I am an infantry commando with an aerospace kill. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of people get those. Nope. <laughs> In hand-to-hand -hand combat, none nonetheless. You know, I just went up and punched it. Just, boom! <laughs> I don't think I would have called you Colonel. I think I would have just said, yeah, it's done. Yeah, I, I, I do find it interesting that Aaron's unit runs radio silent. How Like, that was, like, the most, like, continuity-breaking thing for me. I'm like, really? He can turn off the radio? I don't believe it. <laughs> Why are we using rank over the radio? It, it, it totally broke immersion for me. I was in it. And then 7th Commando running radio silent. I was like, no. No, this can't my, be. This violence silent about sex. that guy. <laughs> there's no way he's not going to be chattering on the radio. I'm silent. Well, the other moment that I love to, you know, one of them, there's so many little ones, but I love the scene where Falcon Guard are protecting Malvina against the old guard. And it's literally the scene of the, the Black Watch's last stand against, you know, Ameris, where they're fighting off wave after wave yep. after wave. I've always wanted to do that in fiction. And I was like, I was sitting there during the one rewrite, and I was like, shit, I'm going to bring back the Falcon Guard. <laughs> they're going to be cooler than they've ever been before. Because you could just picture, I can't wait to see the dioramas of broken mechs piled up around these this handful of of guys, you know, that are protecting Malvita. And you're sitting there kind of going, you're rooting for them because they're the Falcon Guard and that's kind of cool. But you're kind of going, I kind of hope they fail because Malvina will be dead. You know? Well, that, I don't... to me, cool. I don't, I don't know if you know all of this or not, but Marv Roshak is a, is a player here in Minneapolis, a very, very dear friend of mine. Who I didn't won, know that. Who won the Roshak blood name two years ago at Gen Con. So it's, it, it's such a, it, it's so fitting and so, and so exciting for me because it, by far one of my favorite characters in the book and and how you writ, wrote him that you know we were going back and forth yesterday about about his character and he got well I I got to the part where I'm in the Falcon Guard and I'm like yeah just wait and he's like oh I just got to this part and I'm like just wait so that was that was a lot of fun and and I thank you it was very cool and and oh, I just wanted to give you that so history that he had are, he actually had won that so are are we establishing that. Roshak winning the blood name and being like a pivotal Jade Falcon character with a blood name is just coincidental. That's pretty neat. Yeah, you didn't know that it, we knew Mark. It is. Yeah, it is. It I is. didn't know. I didn't oh. know him at all. Oh, oh I had wow. no idea. Marvin, you're so lucky. Oh. I just. He's very, he's very <laughs> well, good friends and, with us. And, yeah, and, man, and the reason the Seventh Command 
and, reasons and Aaron, of the command of back Aaron, because of Aaron. Aaron still <laughs> owes him a horse chariot ride. Um, that's debatable. Yep. Horse-drawn no, carriage no, down in Indy. Nope, you still owe him yet. So yep. the funny yep. thing is with Marv is you wrote him <laughs> exactly how Marv is. <laughs> yeah, you, you really did. You, minus, <laughs> you, really, you, you captured the essence of Marv as well. Very so weird that was <laughs> how that all is coincidental. <laughs> it's very weird. We just we just needed a table to be flipped over though. That's. It, I just remember reading that the part where Malvina's like kill him and marv's like drops his hand and i'm like oh shit marv so marvin sims is actually your friend marv roshak yeah yeah, yeah. marv roshak marv marv marvin comes sims, to my house yeah. and plays yeah <sighs> <It's> <laughs> so wild <laughs> see i was going through the kickstarter stuff i gotta tell you this story because it's funny because aaron put down wanted to be in special operations i'm going through all this stuff and i can't find anything about special operations unit call us so i called up the editor and said i'm bringing back the seventh commando and he goes hey sounds great (laughs) so because i was like nothing i will always remember that line in bob sherrett's book where they're screaming seventh is on the hole colonel you know and and i was like oh this is going to be so much fun because what a cool part of the June's history and we haven't seen him get any airtime in ages. No, they've been, they've been quiet. For a lot. <clears throat> oh, the so, last, oh, the last, the last yay. time that they were in fiction was feral was uh Schmetzer's yeah. short, short story in feral. That was uh, the last time that, that we had heard from them. And that was before the attack on Mars during the Jihad. Yeah. So very cool. So Yeah. Congratulations! You brought back a storied you. Awesome. Power they of the Kickstarter. All hail! All hail the Kickstarter. <laughs> Dude, you did some work on Kickstarter names. Of course, you needed to. Oh, I. <laughs> you probably took care of like two percent. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Look, I, I had some fan that was bashing me online about that. They're like, "Oh, they just wrote these stories around these Kickstarter fans." detracted from the whole book and i'm like look, the book was going to be what it was when i used to do books i would go out and get a phone book flip through it and pick out names nice and i decided you know with forever faithful well i'll just use friends of mine off facebook and guys that are in the battletech international group and when the kickstarter happened i had a whole plethora of freaking names i can use. you got a whole so good be the same. yeah it just saves me flipping around looking for people so you know, the Kickstarter I, wasn't driving this at all. It was just a great, great source. And, and in some cases, when I looked up some of the stuff that you guys put in, like what Aaron put in about, I want to be in special operations. I'm like, dude, we're going to bring back the seventh freaking commando. I had no idea that Marv Rush, you know, that you guys knew Marv Rushek. That's or Marv Sims. And yeah, you know, I just looked at his write up and I was like, well, he, he wants to be in. Falcon Guard? Shit, yeah, you're in the Falcon Guard. <laughs> Falcon Guards. You're, so you, so another, another another freaking Aiden Pride, man. It's gone. You, it's now Marv Rorschach. Another so, another uh little tidbit that you probably you, I'm sure you don't know either is Max Prohaska. Max Prohaska oh. I play with I do play with two times a month. So 
it was a very <laughs> weird uh, reading of the book of like, holy Christ, I know all of these people that, that you put in that you don't know that, that we have very close ties to. So <laughs> we're, we're glad that uh, a lot of people owe me beer at Gen Con. We're glad, yes, we're, yes, we're glad we that do. there's still gender fluidity in the 32nd century. <laughs> <laughs> Unless Max put himself in as female. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think he was a Kickstarter back. Oh, that's, I think he, uh, he, he, he did a, he did a Kickstarter. He did a Kickstarter. He did up uh, to get a character or get a canon character um, really late in the, right before it closed. So I, it's, I know that it wasn't um, done based on that. So, Oh, are you showing up a picture of Marvin at the watch stream thing? Oh yeah. yeah. If you check out the live, this is Marvin in the lower left at the bar with us. The night he won. He's the one in the red shirt. (laughs) All right. Let me check. Yeah. The little dude in red. That was the night he won his Rorschach blood game. (laughs) Oh man. That's so awesome. That's that's crazy. That's awesome. Um, uh, I you know it's so many little things like that that I think bring the community together. It's I, I think there's a lot in this book. It, it, if you want to tear it apart, go ahead and tear it apart. But it's there's so many wonderful little moments where you're like, okay, that made me smile. You know, and it, it's <laughs> characters. You know, especially Chance Vickers is just. This character that goes, she's one step past Alaric when she takes the pillow <laughs> and puts it on stone. We had a big debate about how to kill, too. You know, there was this, oh, have her grab a syringe and shoot him. I'm like, she doesn't know anything about syringes or how to use that crap. It's, it's much more personal to smother the old man. <laughs> that that was a fitting ending, yes. That, that yeah. is. So... We've we've just, gone into just a go lot to of the, sleep. The, the the little stuff. Let's talk about the big stuff and, and okay. I want to I want to circle back to Devlin Stone, um, and I wrote you the day after I got done, and, and the whole time in my head I I couldn't get the thought process of I wonder if this is what Hitler was thinking when the U.S. <laughs> and the Russians were just I I know it's a weird mindset, but you know. He, as long as he was alive, Germany was alive, right? And he's in his bunker, and the right. U.S. is coming on one bank, and the Russians are coming on the other, and he's like, nope, we'll be fine. Uh, this random panzer division will come and save us all, or this, rather, and I'm just, he, he was so delusional that something was going to go his way because something always did go his way. And there was just, it was f- interesting to me to see in the mindset of someone so delusional that he just couldn't even conceive of, of losing because he's never lost. So no. it was it was very, very interesting because the, the whole book had a very World War II feel to it. Yeah, the book one did. Yeah, it was very uh, follow yeah, book Berlin. One. Book one. Yeah. yeah, very follow Berlin. Everybody oh. uh, surrendering obviously, to one side because the they didn't want to try to surrender to the other side. The U.S. and Russia didn't... Uh, yeah. didn't turn out as book two did (laughs) (laughs) well yeah but you're you're not far off because you have and you have stone constantly and it became almost a running joke it's like as we heard from julian david yet you know it's like when hitler was going where's steiner yeah Yeah, it's like you know there's general steiner and it's like dude he ain't coming (laughs) (laughs) it's nice 
yeah, it's nice that you're waiting for him, but he's not coming. And you have that wonderful scene where it's a small scene where they're preparing for the counterattack and Stone is knighting a couple of the knights. You know, he's he making can't. new knights. And that's that's the classic Hitler scene where he's pinning medals on the young boys and his hands are shaking, you know, outside the bunker. It's like, yep. dude, it's not it's, happening. It's over. And uh And I love I love the fact that Julian's response, he keeps it wadded up in his pants pocket next to his colostomy bag, you know, and it's like, you know, he takes it out and reads it every so often that, you know, Julian's just basically going, sorry, I'm going to take care of shit here. Yeah. So. Well, well, well yeah, and the, the uh, well, they failed me. That person failed me. That unit failed me. You know, all of these other people failed me. Not My me. plan was perfect. Yep. If everybody they just could have done what I said, it, we would have been fine. When he was wrong yeah. from the get go, like <laughs> it, even the the whole redoubt strategy, like maybe against one client, <laughs> it might have worked. But like like for for uh, with with uh, Becker, that it was never an issue for the wolves. Like they were like, oh, okay, yeah, we'll just storm this one. It sucks. It eats up resources, but we're not. Uh, like I never got a feeling like it was like about to break the wolves because they had figured out how to handle them because of Becker. So it was like, you're holding on to a strategy. That's not even like living up to your own expectation, but he couldn't see it. I loved Alaric's line too. When, when, well, I suppose you're going to issue me one of your famous batchals and I'm prepared to pick several locations just because I'm not Ulrich Kerensky. I'm not going to play games. I'm my bid is clan wolf. <laughs> and it's like, they took out one of the lines I had that was so good was there's a scene and, and we changed the scene. So we had to bring my, but there was a great scene where there, all the military leaders are going, why is he landing in Australia? It makes no sense. And there's a great scene where I had Tucker going, haven't you guys ever played risk? That would have been awesome. <laughs> and, and that would have been perfect. That's what some of us were yeah. actually thinking of pulling out the wrist board and following. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there was this huge discussion about would risk still be around? And, and do we want to, if we're, you know, it opened up copyright issues and all sorts. And it was like, it became one of those things where it was like, look, is this the hill I want to die on? And the answer was no, but it was a great line. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. it's Tucker going, like, all the military leaders are like, this doesn't make any sense. And he's just going, we never play risk. Yeah. What? Hell. <laughs> so one of the things that really stood out to me, though, was um, Malvina Hazen and how acute a military mind she had. I mean, when you look at Alaric and Chance, they had been planning this invasion really their entire warrior life, even a little bit before. And then you get Malvina Hazen, who was on her way, but she didn't mobilize Jade Falcons the way Clan Wolf did. And she, without, if if the Dragoons and Clan Wolf in Exile would not have been there, they would have won. Even with uh, the limited ammunition, they, they had Clan Wolf on the ropes. And for her to pull that off, to just show up and 
have have units coming in every now and then. The only loss, the only real major loss she had was Japan. Which, when you when you look at all of the thought and the training and the and the the planning that Clan Wolf did, and then she just shows up and takes on all of the big fortification, takes on all of the big units. Now, granted, the the last chapter with with uh, Stone revealing a lot of things to Alaric, it plays, but. Jade Falcon was no slouch at all no. in the in the entire battle. No, and I've heard a couple of people going, "Oh, yeah, there's so much plot armor. Oh, the wolves had this handed to him on silver platter." And I'm, I don't think the same book I wrote because this wasn't the cakewalk you thought it was. What was? Yeah, when she did the cauldron attack. Yeah, the cauldron attack was badass. <laughs> Oh, and you know where that comes from. If you go back to Children of Kerensky and look at her blood name, she used fire. She set the fields on fire to win her blood name. So the, we planted the seed back in Children of Kerensky that this was this was always in the back of her mind was, I, I can somehow, you know, I'm going to use the natural elements to my advantage. So there's a lot there, wow. but I, you know, and what I love is the Dragoons were like, this close to being the actual victors of this whole thing. You know, if Alaric hadn't pulled them back, they were wiped out the Jade Falcon. They had it done. They ah. had it done. You're absolutely right. The only thing that I had a cure that I wanted to ask a question on was is based on the way the Jade Falcons fought close quarters, why did you pick heavily forested in a heavy forested area? as the ground that Clan Wolf chose to fight them on. I hate Canada. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Oh, okay, no. that makes sense. That sounds like a leading, <laughs> that like a leading question. <laughs> I have a jar of Canadian money floating around that I can't pull out and nobody's up. So, I, you know, I looked at it and said, look, you know, if we're going to do this, we need to do it in a place that would offer some degree of cover. I th that area is heavily forested today, and my assumption is it would still be heavily forested even time. Um, it's kind of fun because you can actually go zoom in with maps and look at those the actual sites of the battle. That I've been um, doing it, <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of fun from that perspective. And I thought, you know, Alaric is as brutal as he can be, and, and in you will see him become more brutal over time, I believe. Um, you know, he's still looking for how do I minimize damage to civilians, and there, there's that clan part of him. It's like I'm not trying to kill people here, and you know, he's going to pick an isolated area to do that. So, you know, I think he chose something that was close and easy to access. Okay. And I hate Canada. So. <laughs> That's fair. If I'm going to destroy something, I'm going to destroy something. <laughs> so I I um, noticed there was quite a I don't know a uh, shift in tone between book one and book two. Um, like book one definitely felt more like a historical like perspective. Um, 
kind of like a you know like this is a dr- dr- drama dramatized version of the historical events kind of like thing a, you know like like if we were reading a book about yeah or if we were reading a book about like world war ii and it's like this is what happened and then we kind of fill in the pieces um with some dialogue and stuff and book two felt more way more urgent was that like intentional or did it just kind of come that way because book one was the doom of the republic so it was kind of a this is going to happen i think a lot of it is you know the republic had to put up a, a and they you know that neva took weeks to to destroy um and, and alaric stepping in his ships to block their ships and you know make them fight on the ground type thing is a big factor in that um you know to me it was the republic's death is a very distinct thing from in from a writing perspective than an all clan story and and book two is an all clan story there's no outside interference it's this is about the clans and what they do. So we open with the rituals, you know, and, and I'm going, I'm the hunted. I, as the hunter, I'm going to claim the right to pick the ground and things along those lines. So it's it's an interesting, there's a dichotomy there of what you're dealing with because the first book you're dealing with clan perspectives and non-clan perspectives. So it, it just reads different, you know, but it's, it, you know, you're still dealing with some of the same units all the way um and i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of jump to the very end um especially with with the stone chapter telling him who i mean it's it's not now i don't know if this is you know you always like to be the tease you know but the way stone was portrayed as this is who i am you know we finally got to find out who stone was and he's not some long lost prince or something like that. He was literally just a refugee and the word of Blake just fucked with his head a lot. And yeah. I actually I don't know about everybody else, but I really liked that part of, of yeah, Stone's wrap up because I didn't want him to be someone famous and I didn't want him to be the master or Oliver Kerensky still alive or blah blah blah. Um I like the fact that they did have the the cybernetic neurology thing that they could pump all that information into him, and he just said, "Nah, I'm not going to play your game anymore." Now that you've given me all this stuff, it it made sense. Um, I liked the I liked how it's like, "Hey, man, the Word of Blake did the HPG net, you know, the black blackout, and nobody knows how to fix it, <laughs> so it's just not going to happen." Um. <laughs> And then the the gut punch to uh, Alaric. A lot of people are saying like, "Well, he had to have known that the codes come from somewhere." I mean, he he knew that his science cast didn't come up with the solution. He knew that somebody gave them to him. Um, I don't know if it would have been outside of the realm that he would have thought Stone would, but again, that would be very very difficult. And it was for me too. Like, why would Stone do this? Uh, it would be very difficult for Alaric to be like, why would the guy I'm going to go fight and conquer give me the keys to the to the deal? So I love the last gasp of, you thought you were in charge. I was actually planning all of this. Um, ha ha, and then pillow. 
<laughs> when there's two giant egos in one room, yes. eventually somebody gets smothered. It's just the way it works. <laughs> it's just how it has to work. And, yeah. And it makes... So who's going to lose that one, Aaron or Andrew? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Who gets the pillow? <laughs> the bigger of the two. Um, the one thing Certain I like things about are it... show this year one is a velvet bag with 30 pieces of silver in it and another is just a small memory foam pillow <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but but that was one of my my favorite uh favorite scenes in in the whole book was was stone's little monologue there because to me it was stone still fighting his war like in his own head like he thought he was still fighting and he found the one way he could hurt alaric and that was by ripping out his ego taking a bite and then doing a little dance on it because alaric was so full of himself that when stone even just implied it wasn't just him he couldn't handle it you know like no this is all my conquering no i definitely here and i definitely softened up the falcons and if I didn't do any of these things, you would have lost. And Alaric couldn't handle the idea of I'm not, but it's my destiny, right? Like I, I just, I just picture him rocking himself in the limousine as it pulls away, going, "But it's my destiny. It's my destiny." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. It was all <laughs> Actually, it was yeah, you're you're dead on. You're dead on in this, and it's going to be some long term. The great thing this is. Uh, First Lords are it's not supposed to be confident. Like they're supposed to be like paranoid and unsure. And you <laughs> took the most sure of himself person and Stone just went like, Nope. <laughs> now you're gonna be looking <laughs> over your shoulder. You gotta bear in mind too, we inherited a lot of these characters from the Dark Ages stuff before some of us got writing it. And Alaric's character, when Lauren had a great way of summing it up, because you know, we built Alaric's character for this, for the conquest of Terra. Got all the right genes to do it, but all those genes actually work against him. So at various times you see him acting like Catherine, like what he did with the dragoons. Yeah. You know, was was pure Catherine. You know, it's like here, screw you. Yeah, you know, that's not yeah. Victor Steiner Dobby talking. That's Catherine or Vlad. Mm-hmm. The warrior part of him is Victor and Vlad. Yeah, and and so he's been genetically engineered to be the conqueror of Terra. And now he's learned that all those genes don't matter. (laughs) It's just like, yeah, those are cute, but. All of his genes were not very good at remaining in power. (laughs) Well, they they weren't very good rulers. Half of his oh, no. genes are going to steal all of his realms from the other half yeah. of his genes. And then he's going to have to beat himself up. Like, I'm kicking that, that, my own ass. Speaking of DNA, that was one thing that I noticed is you mention when, in one of the interludes that the Lyrans know that Alaric has Victor's DNA. So I I, I feel well, like that's a, a little nugget there. On Fire of the Worlds, Alaric actually goes on the air and says, I proclaim myself to be Archon of the Lyran Commonwealth. And he cuts himself and leaves the blade with Trillian and says, here, go check it out. And she checks and it's like, shit, he is (laughs) is. Catherine's, you know, he's got Catherine's DNA in. I don't think they know all of it at this point. uh, Yeah, that 
and there's going to be some interesting interplay there too. Yeah, I, I love the line that uh, you see with Trillian where she's like, even though we've put out prop, sold everybody, it's all propaganda. You can ignore it. There's people out there that actually support Alaric, <laughs> and it's like that's very real world. That's yep. that's how people are. They're like, oh, it's conspiracy theory. I'm all over. And that's a little scary. Uh, if you're the Lyran Commonwealth, you've got to be sweating your nutsack oh, off. They are. <laughs> you are. They're in a tough waged, spot. Yeah, you're between two, both of the clans that went to Terra. You know, and already lost one Archon to the clan Wolf in Bonfire of the Worlds. So, you know, you're, you're kind of hanging on there. <laughs> So we'll see. There's there's more to come with that. <laughs> For someone who hasn't I, read the whole written the whole read the whole book, is was there any further light to Shimmer's identity? It's funny, one of your one of your people when they were posting up about the last podcast actually got it right. You never tell who Shimmer is. Um kept it deliberately vague. There's still a couple little subtle hints in there as to who Shimmer is. But one of your people got it right. And I'm not and I didn't acknowledge that they got it right, by the way. I didn't tell well, them like they're supposed to get it. a they're supposed to get a little fun gift prize from Brent if he got it right. Uh, we're, we're, we're gonna we're gonna have to I had I didn't even write down who the guy was who oh. got it, but he threw it out there and uh, and and his was the only one that I didn't like like it or <laughs> whatever because i was like son of a bitch i'm not indicating anything on this one Interesting. a lot of people were going oh it's lady sin it's lady sin and yeah and then you put lady sin in, in the book and you're like not me. i already knew she was i already knew she was and i thought that was a great scene too because i mean there's a we have this great everybody said the wolves didn't suffer enough and they lost garner kransky they lost ramiel becker who just a kick-ass character you know, and then you have chance going down and so Alaric's dream team is stripped he is by himself for a part of this I love the scene nothing was more fun for me than sending the message to the North I'm in Scotland you oh, want us come cool. and get me you know because Let's face it, we've all thought Northwind Highlanders are kind of cool and they do a little flip-flopping over their history, but that's kind of acceptable. But for them to be fighting in Scotland, let's face it, that's freaking, that's that bagpipe playing awesome right there. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, if there's one way to get them out, that was the way to get them out. Yeah. yeah. You know, and Alaric's brilliant that way. Yeah. yeah. Terry, oh, my wolf. favorite. That's just weird. I think my favorite. Well, she's now Tara 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 Tara. Tara. That's right. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, there you go, Tommy. You get one of the best characters out there. Yep. Just hand it over to you. You didn't even have to work for it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the Jade Falcons will take anybody at this point. Jade Falcons. Interesting choice to do with the Jade Falcons. That was interesting. Uh, oh, that's. The old adage of keep your enemies close, right? Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. <laughs> I think my favorite scene. Oh, you so mean far, the Black Watch part? Yeah. Was... Yeah. Go ahead, Matt. I think my favorite scene so far was when <clears throat> Stone calls Alaric to issue the surrender. And 
basically he says, uh, no, it's, it's okay. We can, you know, we can go ahead and surrender to you. Like, why would we, why would we worry about that? And, um, or what was not the surrender? The, um, my mistake. It was the scene where stone calls to have Alaric push against the Jade Falcons. And, um, he was saying, why would I do that? I invited them. And stone just like choking over that. Like, why, why would you, why would you do that? He's like, why not? Like, they're going to tear through you just as much as I am. They're just helping out. Like, yeah. <laughs> and just, just seeing him change <laughs> just... and get infuriated over that. And then, uh, and then he, he cuts the message and he just sits there and looks at a map and he just chuckles to himself. Like, <laughs> like, I guess this is a good time to split my forces and tighten the screws a little bit more. That was, that was a lot of fun. I, I love, you know, the, the dialogues between stone and he did call surrender. I thought it was great. It's like, I want to surrender to golf. Now, <laughs> like you're, you're no longer in a position to make terrible to surrender and yeah it, it and i love it when he goes i suppose there's some document i'm gonna sign on word isn't good you just kill you yeah. you know and he's like well i suppose you're gonna make me a bond and then they're like we don't want you you're of zero use to us yeah. <laughs> I love and, and it's 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 great. I love that stuff. That was the also in that last episode where he's like, "Well, how about how about you guys just go out of the room and and Alaric and I will talk." And he's like, "You don't get to order anyone around anymore." That <laughs> was like, shit. Well, <laughs> uh, that opened up a big door though, because remember when Alaric goes out in the hall, Tucker is Tucker's gone. gone. Nobody knows who Tucker is. So did Tucker hear, Tucker hear everything? And leave, or did he just leave? And so that's a big question. The other real question nobody's really asked, so I'll do it. So who really is responsible for the death of Mary? The death of who? Say, Alvina Hazen. Oh yeah, like because there's a a little cutscene right there where things get interesting. Right. I love oh. it when, when she pulls up the chair and sits down and Melvia's like, call for help. And she's like, shut up. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Did she, yeah. was her wound really that bad? Or <laughs> That scene got rewritten a couple of times because we played with that. There was a great, the, the original scene was there was a cutaway. And when they come back, the knife is in Melvina's back. But when they left, for the cutaway, the knife was on the floor. And so the implication is, oh. you know, that Sistu planted the knife in her back. But, you know, is Sistu responsible for Melvina's death or was Cynthia? Now, that's... that's dun, dun, dun. Yeah, you know, that, there's well, a lot going on there. I, I, I honestly just ran that it was Cynthia just because that felt more just in my head for clothing. you know yeah yeah stephanie yeah she could have done it at any time you know in a cir circle of equals whatever but for cynthia that was her one moment of i'm not gonna put up with you anymore and, it, and then there was nobody around to care it also makes me like i want it to be that because i want 
Stephanie to kind of still have that. Well, she still is my con, and I am still clan, and I am still going to do it. But, you know, since I didn't technically do it, like, oh no, what number <laughs> should I call? Hmm. <laughs> Instead of 119191, I don't remember. And you know, she's sitting here in a chair while Malvina's bleeding out. Do I put the At, do I put the the do I put the tourniquet on the neck? Do I put it on? <laughs> yeah. I, I I want, you know, whole, Ooh, could... this looks really bad. Cynthia looks pretty shaken up. I thought I better take care of her first, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like that was <laughs> But I but I I really uh, like the fact I really like the fact that when she came in and she saw everything, granted Cynthia was holding a gun. Um, but you know, as a warrior, she saw that the safety was on and she still went to her first. And I it just, I thought that played, it showed a lot of Chitsu's character in, you know, the honorable way of, of where Jade Falcon came from, um, to, to handle that, protect that person, to ensure her safety. I, I really liked how that kind of set set her up to move into that that con position and lead the falcons back to where they came from um i thought that was really really well done um i i did love the fact that she got to sit in the chair and get the last the last words and really the last laugh and just look bitch you fucked with this chick for how long and she finally stabbed you in the back you had this coming you are the only person that that can fault yourself for this and you're gonna die and i thought that was spectacular i love the line she throws out too you know this Oliver accept me lord sends his regards <laughs> just one more dig right you always thought this. oh yeah yeah it, it's like Ouch! That was a burn. That was that's bad. And I liked Malvina's whole dialogue with Alaric was great prior to that too, because yeah. she's like, "Hey, you know, you don't have a successor. You could die at any minute. Look what happened to Nicholas Karinsky. And if you die, you're not the leader of the old clan. You're not, all, you're not almighty anymore. Yeah." And it, there's that moment where you're sitting there going, oh, crap, if Malvina lives, this is horrible. <laughs> you know, it's, a, it's like a freaking matter of time before Oliver, you know, he's, he's going to have to hire someone to check his food and everything else at this yeah. point. Well, when once he got, <laughs> once he became Ilkhan and they, they interned Kerensky, I thought yeah. you kind of started to see the cracks in Alaric's personality starting to come out in that he has now achieved this, but the paranoid schizophrenia, if you will, kind of seemed to start playing out of, you know, what am I going to do? Who, who can I trust anymore? Um, well, he was very stone-like in that, well, I just said, so you need to do. Um a lot of things started to really just fall into place where we got to see the kind of leader he's going to be in that position, which 
it'll be interesting to see how the clans respond to that. Oh, and it's also he's there's a whole line in there about you know the old Star League was about the fir- he was the first the first lord was the first among equals, and Alaric says in in that in his self reflection I have no equal. Mm-hmm. Yep, and he said as much to the so, Hell's horses too. Yeah, he basically you know he tells his Hell's horses we're in a position to do thing. <laughs> you, know, you showed up. You're you're you want to have a trial. I'm not going to get that trial, and you better just fall in line. And he knows they're not going to. Fully anticipates that. He tells Chance afterward. She's like, you know, you knew that that was going to piss him off, and he was like, yeah, I totally did. Let them come, because when they come, they're not just going to be facing Clan Wolf. They're going to be facing the Star League mm-hmm. Force, and that's going to come at a high price. But you know, and he's becoming Nicholas Kerensky and what Nicholas Kerensky did with Land Wolverine. It's, you know, the best way to make an example is take out one of your own. And, you know, Hell's Horses, uh, yeah, I don't think they realize they're playing with fire here. And I love the line he throws out, too. I can't imagine they're going to keep you around as a con very much longer. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. You know, like, you sat there we're waiting in your paddocks waiting for an invitation to come to Terra. Yeah, I'm I'm sure that'll play real well with your warrior cast. Yeah. So I mean we can talk about that too. I mean the fact that he was I th- you brought this the, there was somebody who brought it up what is it was it Stone that brought it up where if the rest of the clans find out that he was given the access to Terra does that sway their view of Achieving the ill clan, ill clanship, um, yeah, the legitimacy of that. The second follow up was is that you, he had Snow Ravens on the way with um, they, they they were on the way to Terra, and that they kind of had their internal dialogue of, yeah, we're gonna follow what you know the ill clan, we're gonna follow them. Ghost Bears were there, and I didn't get the sense that they were all in. I think it was more of them kind of seeing they were there to find out which way the wind was going to blow <laughs> and then kind of decide which, whether they were going to fly the kite or whether they were going to go inside because it was too windy. Um, is that, was that kind of, am I reading that right? That's, am I seeing that yeah, appropriately? Ghost bears are not. Yeah, your ghost bears aren't going to make a decision rather quickly. Sea foxes are all land. Yep. I I love the I love the line from you know their Ferengi book of rules or their version of the remembrance of you know <laughs> pieces pieces good for a profit war is better. Yep. Yeah, you know, and you know Clan Wolf is already very much in debt. To, you know, so you know the sea foxes are in. Snow Ravens are in, which gives Alaric access to the largest warship fleet now uh, in there. You know, he has secured, I think, the moral center of Jade Falcons. He he is he he basically gave them blood ribbons like everybody else and said, you know, fought for Terra and I'm going to treat you as, you know, peers in that. Uh, and I'm going to even make you my honor guard. You're going to be my protectors. You're going to be the best of the best. You're going to be my black watch. 
And so, yeah, I think the Jade Falcons are in his pocket. The Smoke Jaguars, which are honestly about the same size, actually a little bigger than... They're bigger. You know, like bigger in terms of... <laughs> the 25 more. Well, there were there were Jade Falcons that were left behind. Yeah. Suppose it weren't ready and things along those lines. But, you know, the Jaguars are there, and they're very much in Alaric's debt. He just has to make them a full clan at some point. You'll give them a vote and he'll, he'll wait, you know, being the master politician, he'll wait till the right moment to do that. Um, I'm, you know, the ghost, ghost bears are the ones that are kind of on the, down to it on the fringe because they're like, you know, we got to think of our people in terms of what the impact of this is. And we're going to be feeling out Alaric to try to find out, well, what kind of, you know, what happens to us if we join you? you know, try to undo all the stuff that we've already done, or how is that going to play out? And they're ghost bears. They don't move quick. They move methodically. And then when the time comes, they, they're all they're either all in or not all in. And so the ghost bears are going to require a little bit more hand-holding. So, but, you know, Stone drops some subtle hints about there's, there's, you know, my reach goes far beyond the inner sphere. No. Well, and throws out that line. Such a dick. And you don't know if it's bullshit or not. <laughs> and then the the last one, too, because Alaric has gone out of his way to wrong or right the wrongs that the inner sphere has done to the clans. Which brings up Nova Cats. Oh yeah, Kirita has to be has to have a huge target on their back for what they did to Clan Nova Cat and what will happen there. Because you had Clan Nova Cat, you had some Spirit Cats that were out running around. I would have to imagine that he's going to do something or attempt to do something similar as he did with uh, Smoke Jaguars, but. Um, that will be interesting to see how that plays out as well. Well, Alaric brought back the Smoke Jaguars to basically end the second start. Like, basically mooning second start. Because he's like, your whole purpose was to wipe out the Smoke Jaguars, and you told everybody that it, and you... As a matter of fact, they've been living in the industry the whole time. They're still here, and they're still a clan, and you know, the joke's really on you. You know, and bringing them back basically invalidates what happened with O Starly, Second Starly. Um, you know, he has been very clear about writing all the wrongs, and that was one of them. And he has said among his colleagues, you know, like I am not really comfortable with the genocide that was waged against the Noah Cats. Yeah, they were abjured. That doesn't give. You know, lower forms of life, i.e., the sphere, the right to go ahead and eradicate them. That's a that's something we get. Mm-hmm. No, and we didn't we didn't decide to do that. You did. Um, the funny part is, Karita doesn't know it. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. not like he told them, like, "Hey, I'm still a little bit pissed over this little thing you did," and you know, they get an opportunity to try to straighten that out. And I think Alaric is going to react very strongly to anybody that, that comes at him in any direction. 
And he is going to try to right the wrongs of the claim because he doesn't see the new Star League. And he talks about this in the book. He doesn't see it as I'm a first among equals. There's the clans and there's the houses. And he even says, yeah, I'm going to sit on those thrones. I'm not, this is not a come and I'm going to, you know, accept you and we're all going to be buddies and band together to form a star league. You're going to have a seat because he saw what happened. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, nah, it's not going to happen. I'm going, you know, he's a warrior. He conquers. That's what clans do. And he also knows peace is is a horrible thing. They always cause a lot of problems amongst themselves. So Alaric's going to give them plenty of fighting to do. And uh, I think all the houses of the inner sphere have to worry. I would be worried if I was Lyran. I would definitely be if I was, you know, House Corita. I would be scared. You know, and then, you know, at the same time, he's he's also struck back at, you know, the Dragoons. Their betrayal. And, yeah, it was 100 years in the coming, but <laughs> said it right. <laughs> it was like, you want to decide against us? Great. You know, I used you, I played you, yeah. I crippled you, and I didn't have to fire a single shot or lose a single warrior. Yep. You know, he, he is actually like way worse than everybody else that, that the Dragoons have me. ever pissed off. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and I think that's going to be a great set of stories because you know they're sitting there going, oh, payback's coming. It's going to be a long dropship ride home. Let's just say that. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's going to be quiet for the first couple of hours. <laughs> so um, what I love about this book, and, and you've mentioned it quite a few times, that it puts a bow on a lot of stuff. It it wraps up the Dark Ages. It wraps up some of the Jihad stuff. It wraps... so. What it did, and I think that was the whole idea of the book, is to get, okay, now we are here. This is a new era. And to take a step back, it's very interesting because there's no, there's there's still no HPG network. And as far as we know, there's not going to be. So fighting is going to be bloody. It's going to be sporadic. It's going to be unknown. Um, and it's not going to be like, you know, the... the time warp kind of thing like oh this is happening over here oh okay here's a whole nother regiment over here because we figured out this and the, it's gonna take time and and it's gonna be pretty bloody um everyone's not in a great position i mean i mean everyone the only two people i think are the only two ones lyle and ghost bears are really the only ones yeah. that are like hey we're, we're still good here you know everything's still working for us uh, Fed Sons, Draconis Combine, uh, Free Worlds League, Lyran Alliance, even Clan Wolf, Clan Jade. You know, the the Star League right now is not as potent a force as he's going to boast it is. He lost a lot of stuff. So, <laughs> the Wolf's Dragoons got decimated. Kelhounds are out. Who knows where they are? And they're not as big as they used to be. Northwind Highlanders are no more. They're saving the universe. What's that? They're saving the universe, the Kellhounds. That's what they're busy doing. Just concentric circles until they get to the. Yep. They're pacing (laughs) themselves. Yep, yep. They're zeroing in. They're going to get there. And I I think I discussed with Sandra or not, but, you know, 
mercenary companies were getting maybe a little too big, right? When you're when you're talking mercenary companies, they're like five, six regiments and warships and stuff. Like I get that the Wolf's Dragoons were supposed to be up here, and they technically were clans and whatever, and so they had some fun stuff. But they're whittled down to maybe a regiment. Um, Hanson's Rough Riders are maybe a battalion. Uh, and I'm, I don't know of any big mercenary units out there, but I, I like the fact that everything's kind of whittled down now. You're not going to have huge beachhead forces going anywhere anymore, unless it's between Lyo and, and Ghost Bears, and they're going to throw their weight around, I'm sure. But it's going to be very interesting going, and like you said, there's I've talked to everybody, and they're like, just wait for the stories to come. I, I think you, your summation is actually pretty damned accurate. Um, and, and I'm impressed. It, it's it's an era where individual mercenary companies can rise up. You've got a whole bunch of dispossessed people from public. They're going to be out there that are going to go, where do I go? you got the Fidelis. You know, the Fidelis took off with half of... You know the Talmen of of the the Smoke Jaguars, and they're out there somewhere. You know, there's 150 of them floating around with equipment, with special forces. <laughs> and there's a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people are going to be hiring. You know, if you think about it, and uh, you know, Lau's in a good position, but you know, don't poke the bear, and uh, they're going to be bear pokers. You know, and. <laughs> That's, that's the nature of, of House Lao. But for the first time ever, when you look at the leadership over in the Compelling Confederation, both Daoshan and, and I, I, I always get her name wrong, but they're both very good leaders. Yeah. You know, which we haven't had mental stability over there in ages. <laughs> now, the combine is a bubble. You know, it's it's pushed out and pushed out and pushed out and pushed out to to take the Federated Sons. They've got them on the ropes. But, you know, a lot can happen there, I think, as well. And that, you know, depending on when Alaric strikes, if he were to strike, yeah, <laughs> that could really be devastating to That's them because the he's also taken out Wolf's Dragoons, which was, you know, one of their mainstays. That's one of the reasons they they won a lot. So, what I like is we've done away as well with the characters that are cardboard. So we got a we you know during the jihad we had the master. So batchik crazy blah blah blah. Dark ages we had Malvines and batchik crazy blah 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 blah. You know, now we're down to characters that are very gray. None yeah. of the characters are Victor Steiner Davian. You know, they fall in a mud puddle and they come up smelling like roses. And, you know, the Kai, you know, it's not that we won't have heroic. Yeah, we're, it's not that we won't have heroic characters, but they're characters that are all going to have flaws and, and they're going to be shades of gray, which is a little more interesting than what we've done historically. Okay? If you look at the leaders that are out there, you know, trillions on the ropes <laughs> and, and, First time ever we've got somebody running New World's League that seems to have her shit together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, it, it's an interesting time out there, and I think everybody's going to be hiring mercenaries. You know, they're, they're, that's the way you augment your forces quickly and rapidly. And no one knows how to respond to the clans. 
into the Star League. What's happened? And that's going to be a that's a big nut out there. I think a lot of both the fans and, and for those house lords to figure out well what's the pet the pecking orders just changed. It's not that the Republic has now been replaced with the Star League. Star League's a new thing, and I don't know what it is, but I'm going to now have to deal with it. And they haven't had to deal with it before. Right. They've dealt with the clans as invaders. And Stone makes a great line about, you know, yeah, we've got 100 years of propaganda. A lot of it's well-earned. But, you, know, you guys are all assholes. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. You know, yeah. You think you're the hero of this story, yeah, and you're not. And, you know, that's going to be part of the fun, I think. I think that's going to be, it's a, such a fertile ground for good fiction. We'll see where we go. Yeah, I, I just think it it leveled the playing field to start new. You know, it, it, I mean, and oh yeah, not start new, but it, some people will say, "Well, they're just churning over the same thing." Well, like, well, not really. I mean, the old Star League was a bunch of squabbling, you know, house lords that got together and they had a, a purpose, but they were all still like conniving and you know trying to undercut each other. This is a singular form, although battered against a bunch of squad I mean, it's 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 going to be a whole new bag of, of tricks i think and i'm really looking forward to it so i'm i'm actually just thrilled to be in this position i don't think we've been in this position in 15 years of we don't know what the future is there's zero things that have been put out or any sort of plot or any sort of thing we have to work with or connect to the dots with this is truly a new frontier going forward of no one has an idea outside of the authors and, and the powers that be of where are we going to go what are the stories that are going to be told and i think yeah. that's a fantastic place to be it's a great place to play. It's good. I, I think we're in an exciting era and, you know, I think the fans are, some of the fans are going to chafe at it, but I think we're going to end up doing some things that are just remarkable. Well, I mean, we're, we're Battletech fans and they're fickle. We, we all are. And it, you either, you either see it for what it is and, and be excited for the fact that, for 35 years, this game has been here. And on year 36, we're probably in the best position we've ever been at as far as a game and fiction and product and just bright, shiny lights for the future. Um, I don't see how you can't be excited. It's a great time to be a fan of Battletech, yeah. and I know some of the old core fans are like, "Oh, I want to get back to the fourth, you know, third Succession War era and stuff." And you know, go play in that era; nobody's stopping you. It's okay. And I, I, we don't care what era you play in. But we're giving you a new one, and we've got new mechs that do new things. You know, I, I love the armor awkward. Yep. Interlocks the hands. Yep. I, I now finally got when I was reading that. I was like, "Oh, now I get it." Because <laughs> you, you and Brent were doing that the whole time. This and I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" And and when I I read the the triangle thing, I was like, "Oh, that's what they were doing." Um, 
Yeah, well, like, it was the Dunsat, yeah. The Dunsat. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's one of those things that I think it's, uh, it's incredible and it's neat and I think we're going to have a lot of fun. I just think it's going to be a fun era to play in and book, I think, you know, Hour of the Wolf's going to cause just a lot of people to have debates and arguments online and speculation. And I think it's it's fun. It's fun to watch. I think it's great to watch. I'm glad the fans are getting engaged. It cracks me up that the Wolverines still think that the clan Wolverines going to come sweeping in at any moment. And it's like, Oh my God, we people just let it go. It's not, you know, we, the more we tell them it's not happening, the more they're convinced it's going to happen. So it's wild. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's great time. that, yeah, it's always fun. And I, I get a chuckle out of some of the, the I kept a list of fans. I'm going to log that over the last few weeks of what's going because <laughs> some of them are so funny because it's like, wow, you couldn't have been more wrong. I love it. Yeah, it's just like you guys literally every you know, there was one guy that posted like six paragraphs of stuff. Here's what I think is going to happen. Just was tempted to do Luke Skywalker. Everything you just said is wrong. <laughs> you know, I was like, no, let him have his moment. Really? I have one more thing. I guess. What was it? Oh, I, first of all, I can't believe there's a lot of people that there was so much hype around this book. I don't think I ever remember a Battletech book coming out where it was such a large portion of people. They're like, I'm reading it in a day. Like, we, everyone just took off the day and read a 614 page book. <laughs> it was like, it was like a new, it was like the new Avengers movie coming out. Like, it had that big a hype around it. And, um, it, it what was, time it, what, 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 what standard, what time zone is it going to come out? What, what, yeah. what, what, like, just relax. Just, it'll send you a notice. Not only that, what was really interesting was I, and I got a message from John. He's like, we destroyed the previous sales record fiction in a, by triple. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so, 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 you really we, shouldn't send me a message like that because I'm going to ask for more. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it was just our, like the fan. The well, you're sale dropping it. Yeah. It's triple the, the highest record. And I had set the highest record in recent years with all the previous releases we've been doing building up to it. So each now, one was breaking a record, but this was three times what we saw with children. Was that just the E pub or the, was yeah. that the just the PDF? Yeah. We still have to, we still have to wait for the, the POD for the print on demand. POD is, is available, but it's, uh, it's being shipped. So yeah, it's, it's, we're still going to wait for total numbers on that stuff. Yeah. It's right. wild. Wow. I, I mean, that's great. So, that's great. It is. It's it's like, oh, people are reading and I love doing people are like, I'm gonna devour this in an hour or two. I don't think (laughs) you were not. (laughs) There's no fucking I hope we do do more books that are there was a ridiculous amount of time I spent on those books and I only made it like over halfway. And it's just like I have there are things I I have to do, other responsibilities, and then like I'm gonna get back to it like 
damn it, I can't. I have to work. <laughs> or is well, come in time. Some of this was very deliberate. Yeah, just so you guys know, and this is a little bit of the craft stuff. Those chapters are long. Battle sequencers are often dragged out because I was like, I want the fans to actually go through what the characters are going. I want them when they hit the end of the chapter to be exhausted mentally, but feeling compelled to go on to the next chapter. Like, I, I gotta, I gotta go to the next one. And that was very deliberate. I'm like, if you're gonna, if this is a big battle and we're seeing it from all these other perspectives, I want the fans to experience that too. I think this is the first book that I've had to get cups of coffee to continue reading with the exhaustion. <laughs> so, jeez, with with all the cups of coffee written in the book, I would get a cup of coffee. <laughs> with every with every scene of like, oh, I just got out of Mac, throw my, you know, take off my neuro helmet, like, oh, a cup of coffee, thanks. You and know, just sit there and just just sip it and be gone to the world for a half a minute where you can drink some coffee. Those are little things that actually happen in, in you know, conflict zones and combat zones. Oh, yeah. You get out of your vehicle, you get off the road, you get you get out of a battle scene or you get out of a battle. And, hey, what's for chow? Like, I don't even care. I'll devour whatever you want me. Or, <laughs> I, like, hey, you want a cup of coffee? I'm like, give me that. <laughs> like, I need that. Those were some good things to put in there, too. Like, the little subtleties of still being civilized among the chaos. Oh, yeah. Charles, I wonder it's, if It that, was a lot of fun. I wonder if that is, you know, the difference between part, book one and two. Because I noticed that, too. There's a difference between book one and book two. And mm-hmm. I'm wondering if that's what it was, that the first book was just that grind. And it was just from this battle guys I, i'm gonna have to peel out unfortunately my dog is uh an okay. emergency situation here well, <laughs> um, blaine thank you very much yep thank you Blaine. i'm sorry the book was awesome no it's fine oh thank you. i i i want to i want to i want to take just a minute and just say thank you for making an impossible dream come true um that is i i no words can express my appreciation and, and how I feel of the honor that you gave me and, and Aaron. That, that was spectacular. And I'm bottom of my heart. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for bringing. Oh yeah. There's a bunch of Charles and Matt along for the ride as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, it was fun guys. It was a lot of fun and there's a lot more fun to come. Okay, now the dog's going to be on the air. So. All right. Thanks, <laughs> Blaine. Thank you. Thanks, Blaine. Bye. Yeah, that was so awesome. To, I mean, and to round out, to give our listeners, you know, one more thing to think about. Uh, I think I mentioned this to Andrew. I was like, after I got done reading, I was like, there's your freaking TV miniseries right there. <laughs> Boy, you ain't kidding on that, too. That that would be spectacular. Uh, well. Yeah. I mean, what I asked Gideon the other day, like how many days of combat that they, they got thrown into this book? Like a, over a hundred some days of combat. Yep. In a one six hundred fourteen page novel. There was that so is much crazy. Combat. Yeah. So, th- I mean, you think about the past books that have come out, the series of books, like um, 
Task Force Serpent, yeah. where it was a six or seven or how many book series to cover, like going to Huntress. Now you have Terra and like a two book. <laughs> yeah, what, what's on the shelf there, Dirks? And also no, the Twilight of the Clan series. I was just looking. Yeah, I, I don't remember off the top of my head how it's many like seven or nine or something. Like there's eight. There, and this it's is the like best series two... though. Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, until now. But there's not a lot of battles in there. <laughs> Well, see, but that, that that was the that was the part where I think Matt was talking about where it's a grind because that first book is just like like death and destruction, battle, death and destruction, battle, death and shift, destruction. Battle, right. Battle and, shift, and, battle, and, battle and, shift, battle shift, battle and, shift. And Blaine totally lucked out and got off just in time because I was I, I really wanted to ask him how he picked what units got like noted. You know, like I, I because yeah. like the, like I, I I get the imagery of like the old guard that's cool, uh, but I was really hoping that we'd see some uh, fetus come back. You know, like they oh. were so awesome in uh, see the uh, come shell back. game. Yeah. No, the the fetus, oh. the uh, well, the kind of the offspring of them or whatever they were the from fetus. shell games. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Okay. They right. were mentioned a few a few offshoots were mentioned, weren't they? Yeah, they just it got has, blown up. Has, yeah, they were like snip- <laughs> they died. Uh, right, snippets left over. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it was like, like why, why the old guard and not like I, I feel like that could have been the fetus, 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 fetus. I, oh, however, yeah. Jason says it. Yeah. Um, but you know, like how out of all of those units, how you pick out like, oh, these are the guys we're going to talk about because, <laughs> like, geez, so many, probably, so many, probably towards like stones. Because he's how? Where uh, is there anything left of my laments? Yeah, you know? right. Nope. Well, well, another classic laments. Yeah, right. Another classic could, uh, fall of Berlin sign. You, you could see that when, <laughs> right? Kind of. Right. I mean, there were other fans that were kind of comparing it to, you know, the Axis Allies Battle of WW2, and it's it's interesting to see some of those some of those mirror uh, comparisons of internal external conflict comparisons of units yeah. armies one of the what was it one of the uh, one of the things I remembered was the that hadn't been brought up yet the differences between how the armies how the invading armies differed with how they viewed their leaders which we kind of it's kind of well known when Alaric was going to step off his dropship and onto yeah. the soil. He says, you know, go ahead and deploy. And they're like, stop. They didn't you, go out. You have been given the right and the privilege to be the first to step on the ground. And that was selfless mm-hmm. of them to be like, you need to go out ahead of us because you've, you've done this for us because you've been pulling, pushing, motivating us to do this. Compared to Melvina, yes, Melvina of like everybody stop. No, I get a good on the ramp first. Beer, beer, beer. <laughs> yep, yeah, that was a very, yeah, very clear picture of the the two of huge difference yeah. of of. There are some good leaders and there are some shit leaders, <laughs> and how they're treated well, and how that works. But well, that doesn't necessarily make Melvina a. Well, she she's right. a different leader. She's a. Yeah, she's different 
because but, it, it's a it's a I say so, so therefore you do. Yeah. You know, if, but, if, but then again, if they say deploy, they're going to deploy because they're terrified of her up yes, until she says, don't deploy, like, you wait for me. So then she, they go, oh, OK, never mind. Whatever you like say, fearless leader. Just like we saw in the in the with the end of Melvina, anybody could have taken her out at any given time, too. Yeah, they but, could they could pull a pistol and shoot her. Well, but, doesn't work. That's not the way clan society works. Right. I mean, you could, but then you'd With also the Mongol be Mongol doctrine, it does. Yeah, who knows what that doctrine says. That was some crazy shit. Well, well, that was part of the problem, is it was whatever Melvina said. Yeah. You know, Melvina said, this is the way we do things. So then you're kind of stuck playing by her rules. She uh, she got out ahead of that one. That I'm was... surprised. I'm surprised she lasted that long. Yeah. Fear does so, great things. Yeah. So, um, well, do we want to continue talking about our impressions or do we just want to call it a day since uh blaine had to dip um it's it's time We're for my 11. bedtime like always so like i said this was a long weekend of reading <laughs> my eyes hurt so bad <laughs> reading it off my phone and i'm just like this and, <laughs> and they, we, seeing the seeing the ghost image of pages yeah, in front of you my wife's <laughs> i told my wife I was like i'm in this book and then Ten hours go by, and she's like, "Have you gotten to your part yet?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> so, if anybody's wondering what to get, Coach, get him an Amazon Kindle so he can not read on his phone. I have one, but my kids stole it, and I don't know where it is. So, well, then we're <laughs> get or Coach a different kid. <laughs> or tear proof. Uh, hello. Yeah, good. That yeah. was <laughs> that was one of the benefits of having it on. Um, the Kindle was being able to throw in a search word and find, you know, there were 58 entries of readout. <laughs> yeah, so I cheated a little bit. I was going to read the whole thing, but I just wanted to see where I was at, right? So I did the control oh, yeah. F, and it said chapter six or something like that. I was like, what? Not knowing really? it was book two, <laughs> like uh, 600, 458 pages or something like that. But, oh well. Yeah, I'm I'm good with calling tonight because I need to get to bed because it's a whole big week. No more no more holidays for us anymore for a while. So, um, I don't really have any well, shoutouts. You guys have any shoutouts other than Blaine? Yeah, Blaine, and 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 all of you guys for going along in the book with me. That was that was fun. That was fun. Well, fuck you too. That was, sorry, Tommy. <laughs> it's not. It's, I, I didn't pick Jade Falcon. You well, picked Jade Falcon. You, you picked Jade Falcon, Wolfnet, and Curita. Yep. <laughs> like no, I know. I was just messing with them. And I mean, there's there's no control over who gets put into what. And it's, I'm pretty it's, sure you'll make it in. You just have to pick yeah. one of the three factions you decided to go with. I was with. I'm, I'm good with any of them. I know. I know. Well, well, then we're just gonna say you're MacWarrior Thomas from the Jade Falcons. That was yeah, in. There you go. Yeah, there was mentioned. What, whatever chapter there's, you're in the. You're in there just as much as well, more than me. <laughs> it's just but anyway, well, we could say we know. could. Blaine did the uh, whole uh, Aaron Krell bit to me by yep. not putting me in the. Yep. But there we go. Perfect. You're not technically in there, but you are technically in there. Yeah, that's a yep. good one. We'll go with that. I think I think I was a Kickstarter, but I'm not mentioned as a Kickstarter. So 
yeah, it's interesting seeing what happens, but it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I mean, I'll, I'll take more mentions. I'm hey, I'm cool with that. We we got to be in the uh, in the uh, the field manual, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> well, like I mean, we can. It was dragoons were in the book, so we're going to talk about it. So, you know, one of the <laughs> things that one of the things Aaron and I were talking about too was is that when the scene with with Aaron being giddy with the people in the room, I found that a little interesting in the fact that you know three quarters over three quarters of the people in the room were all dragoon people. Um, but a notable exception was Kincaid. Colonel Kincaid of the uh, striker battalions was not there. Hmm. So we, we know that not out, not all the dragoons were able to make it to Terra. So are the dragoons as worse off as, as we think? Eh, I don't know because <laughs> Kincaid's a big character and, and the striker battalions are, are nothing to sneeze at. So. Is that Mac? It'll be no. interesting. Hack. And hack. Hack. Henry Kincaid. Henry Hack. Yep. Yeah. Well, and, um, well, but then the reputation damage is there, right? Because they walked out on the contract. Part of the Dragoons walked out on the contract. Yes. Yeah, but at the same time, that can be spun. I mean, this was Malvina Hazen. And everyone everyone has heard about Malvina Hazen and everyone knew that she was, she was somebody that you didn't want to have end up being the ill clan. And we felt compelled to have to go and, and do our part to ensure that that didn't happen. You can spin it. Does it take away the fact that they jumped contract? No. Well, but, Go ahead. Technically, they can say that uh, Draconis Combine broke contract with the whole like the whole yeah. mess that happened in Divided We Fall anyway. Yep. Yep. So I mean, there's there's it's it's perspective. Like I've told everyone, all the conversations that I've had about the book with with various different people about, well, there was this and there was that, and I felt this and I felt that, and I'm like, the entire thing is perspective. What do you see? So. The Dragoons breaking contract, to me, isn't the big deal. The big deal is the mutiny and how Brutal Baker handled that. That, to me, is the bigger thing that will be interesting how they deal with than breaking contract. In my opinion, anyway. I hope I get to kill Cruz. That would be awesome. (laughs) Jesus. Drive a sevens (laughs) knife right through him. Speaking of egos... (laughs) and and i think that that's the most fun part of being uh, a seventh commando is anytime there's like a sneaky shadowy dragoon anything happening i can be like yeah that's me me. yeah that's totally me that's me that's me or oh oh, there's two of them oh it's me and bloodbath oh okay we're we're good you know (laughs) i just like the fact that they brought him back like i i did not think i thought there you know i was gonna be a wolf neck guy but to to bring the sevens back, like that's fucking amazing. Because there's, I mean, 
there's so much Wolf Wolf's Dragoon's plot armor involved with the Sevens. It's like, yes. oh, this building blew up that had all of their mechs in it. Uh, I don't know how that happened. Mm, <laughs> Shadowy fingers run away. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see how it plays out. All right, guys, I'm going to head to the bedtime. All right. Hey, guys, thanks for jumping on. I know that this this happened really, really quick, but... Um, I, Good job lining I, it up. Blaine, Blaine was, let's talk. And I'm like, I'm not going to say no. So. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm glad we did the book review. Yeah, I'm uh, glad we did the book review. Well, well yeah, and I, like, yeah, the, the, the short notice thing kind of threw me, but I, I like... I would rather have these special edition ones happen mm-hmm. as special edition and then kind of keep our format for the standards yep. rolling the way that they do. I like that. Yeah. And let's see Otherwise if fans we'll like it. So if you do, dark. let us know. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think we just have to hammer out the, the formatting for the special ones. So we know, <laughs> so we know going in. Yeah. yeah this one, this one it. happened. This one, we were tossing about around a couple of different ideas and, and it just, it, it, we needed to talk. So, we talked. All right. Thanks, well, guys. You can, you can Thanks, guys. Us at... Thank you. Well, yeah. Hold on. Matt. We you need an outro. Contact us for comments, concerns, gripes, and uh, some awe at Wolstragoons at at Wolstragoons. WNRP at Wolstragoons. WNRP at com. Thank you. Wow, yep. I lost my train of thought there. <laughs> or a Facebook page. Blah, blah, blah. Discord. Discord. YouTube. Discord. YouTube. All kinds of stuff. Everybody yeah, the Discord channel out. has been the Discord channel has been alive with <laughs> on discussions fire. on uh, on Hour of the Wolf. So, uh, <laughs> you got you want us to get into a conversation? Look there because it's been busy. Don't even weekend. bother scrolling up. Just just jump in. <laughs> just jump in. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, and everybody. Thank you, guys. Good night. Oh. 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 <laughs> Ooh, are we gonna have to make a seven seven drink yes yeah fuck definitely uh, no <laughs> that's no. secret that's secret seven and seven no no that's not good, that's not oh, good. coach, coach, coach are you it? gonna it has to be good Aaron right? drinks it all the time Aaron drinks it all the time used to used to drink it all the time. oh oh you've grown up now or what I've grown up now.